Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Four free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a new week of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson broadcasting from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg today. Rainy afternoon here in Hattiesburg. We hope uh, the weather's good where you are and your week is off to a good start. Opening segment of today's show, as always, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, where you'll find delicious food seven days a week. Uh, brisket, I'm telling you, the brisket is unbelievable. Everything in there, the best the best turkey I've ever eaten uh, is cooked at Dickie's. Uh, they've got what you're looking for. The food is always fresh, always delicious. You can enjoy it in their restaurants. You can do the drive through You can have delivered to your home, however you choose just be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue. All right, Darius Barnes is a former football player, and I mean a big guy, 6'4", 352 pounds uh, when he played at Southern Miss. He's going to be joining us uh, out of Memphis uh, here in the next segment of the show. Kelly Sander will be joining us later in the show. going to start off the week with just some general conversation. Luke, how are you? And I guess it's uh, rainy and overcast and beautiful Laurel as well. It is, and uh, I, I tell you what, I was trying to get a deck stained um, for at our remodel, and I just don't know when it's going to happen. I mean, I went, you'd be proud of me, I manned up, got me a chainsaw late last week, was going to cut, was going to do some stuff. You, When you go outside, uh, it starts raining. Um, was working, cutting the grass on Saturday, uh, trying to finish up. It starts raining, and it's just like the the few breaks that you get. It's like the uh, the clouds conspire against you. They know you work all day, and you got about right. an hour and a half, two hour window when you get home, and it just continues to rain. So all this work will get done eventually one day. And that's that fancy new mower you bought at Ramey Motors. Am I right about that? Man, Gravely's the stuff. I'll tell you what. It uh, and and I'll tell you when you know Dakota Baker too. I feel like I have my own personal customer service rep. Um, what was really funny was as soon as I bought it, I got nervous because it was making a noise. But the problem was I I had it on half throttle, and anybody that's ever had a zero turn, I learned this after uh, one quick text to Dakota. You're supposed to run those things wide open. You don't even run them seventy five percent throttle. Man, I I got that thing right, and the thing runs like a dream. It turns on a dime. Uh, I was really proud of myself. Um, my, my dad was a little cautious because if you've never driven one of those, it can kind of get out of control with you real quick. Uh, but I learned pretty quick. And, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. And I, based off of what my yard is now, I desperately needed it. Well, good deal. Uh, always exciting to move into a new place. Hopefully this rain will end pretty soon, but you're right. I, I guess some of the rain we got may have been a little off, off throw of the uh, hurricane that hit over – uh, in southern Texas, but uh, nevertheless, uh, raining, raining here today in Hattiesburg, as well as in Laurel. Hopefully, uh, the weather will get better soon. Hopefully, the news too, Luke's going to get better soon. I was reading this morning, and boy, just hate to keep beating this dead horse, but he's just sitting right here in the room and 
you have to step over him to get in the front door. Rutgers' entire football program under quarantine after 10 positive uh, COVID tests. Michigan State's football team under quarantine. I'm not I'm not sure the difference in the football program and the football team, uh, but both of those universities have uh, shelved their preseason workouts, put their entire football teams under quarantine. I think that's the first time we've heard that, Luke, that an entire football team is put into quarantine. Yeah, Houston had actually shut down some operations uh, late last month. But, yeah, and, and so what that means is, did they give a did they give a listing or, or a, a date on that quarantine or is it two kind weeks. of indefinite until everything clears up? Two, two weeks, weeks, okay. Right. But you feel like two weeks is the minimum, and you know what's going to happen moving on from there. It's it, same way in, in in Major League Baseball. Uh, I tell you what, I saw the most anticlimactic walk off in uh, that I've ever seen in my life. The the A's hit a grand slam walk off. And it was like you were at a golfing outing, like on hole number 12 on an approach shot. I mean, it was just kind of a – there was a few golf claps, and, of course, the players yelled. But Major League Baseball just starting up, uh, but the Miami Marlins have a COVID-19 uh, outbreak inside uh, their locker room. So they were supposed to have a home opener against Baltimore tonight. Southern Miss involved in there. Cody Carroll making the uh, the start opening day roster for the Orioles. Orioles are headed back to Baltimore I think 13 players and coaches affected uh, by the Marlins. And what that means also, Philadelphia just played Miami in a series. And so the Phillies game against the Yankees is called off tonight. So just collateral damage everywhere from coronavirus. Right. Atlantic Atlantic uh, Coast Conference, ACC, uh, scheduled to meet Wednesday, of course. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course, uh, everybody's been waiting in college football on the SEC, the ACC, and uh, I guess the, the Big 12. ACC meeting Wednesday, and word now uh, out of that area is that they're looking at a, a schedule of eight conference games and one non-conference game and push the start date, the start date back to uh, September the 12th. I guess my, my question about that, Luke, is uh, – you know, what good does it do to push it back to September 12th? seems like if you're going to play, if you're determined to play, just go ahead and play like you were normally scheduled. I just can't imagine that things are going to be any different from September the 1st to September the 12th. Well, nobody wants to get into a situation where you start something and then you have to stop something. Um, and Major League Baseball may be in that predicament if something happens with another team, you know, not just the, the Marlins. So – I guess the cynic in me says they're pushing it back and they will continue to push it back in two weeks from now. September 12th will be September uh, 19th and then it'll be, and then, you know, you, you may get to where you don't have a season. I just feel like they're buying themselves some more time. Uh, Kelly may tell you later in the program that it's just the, the inevitable that they're, they're not going to play. I'll tell you what, I mean, the, the more and more stuff like this looks, it looks like our only hope for football. Uh, if the JUCO holds, you know, JUCO be there. I just don't see how they're going to play uh, high school football. That's the first you've heard from me. I want them to play. I just don't see how it's going to happen. And uh, if it continues like this with college football, I, I just feel like they're going to continue to push it back. I think what the SEC decides will be what Sunbelt – and Conference USA decides to do because so much money is wrapped up in what the SEC decides to do. Um, 
you saw what happened with the MAC with with the Big Ten. But just the ACC, I take that back. The ACC will affect some Conference USA schools, so that's a big decision, and it could have a bearing on what Southern Miss does. Also, it's exhausting, isn't it, Luke? It seems like we've been talking about this for five years. We have been, but it's only been five. <laughs> Still hard to believe. Now we're going on what four months doing a daily sports talk show and not a single game to talk about not a single game but i tell you what let's i told work. you not i didn't tell you about that baseball game but there it wasn't really much to well yeah really much yeah and that's what i was about to say you you did say that look i'm gonna be honest i haven't watched any major league baseball but what is it like luke what 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 is it like to watch it with no fans there it's it's like uh, a scrimmage. I mean, it it loses its intensity. And even though they're trying to do a really good job of piping in the crowd noise, um, there was a hit, and uh, you know it was delayed. So it's like it's like whoever the intern is or whoever's in charge of it, they're like, oh, that happened. Okay, let me find the button. Ah, base hit noise. Boom, there it is. Uh, 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 he's rounding second base. Home run noise. There we go. You know, and so that's the way it feels like. Um, it, it was pretty interesting with the cardboard cutouts, and it was pretty interesting with the simulated crowd on Fox. It's it's just you, you cannot replicate live crowd entertainment because I, what's so awesome about crowds is that in some ways they're so unpredictable and how they can just turn on something and how one section can get everybody else going. And then even with the standard response there's no way you can duplicate that in real time there's just no way so so obviously this is an obvious question but it just it, it lacks any atmosphere and and thus does that take away what percentage of the excitement of the game Luke I mean as a player you you ignore you you, you kind of try to ignore uh, the crowd. At the same time, any player would tell you that they don't feed off. They they would never tell you that they don't feed off the crowd, even if it's unconscious. It's an unconscious stim- stimuli out there. I mean, in some ways, let's be honest. Some people don't want to play bad because the crowd's watching them. <laughs> so right. there's an extra measure of accountability in there as well. So it's uh, it's basically like spring football. Um, I, I say for one thing, it could be detrimental to the game because it provides a more loose atmosphere, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you could you could lose your edge really quick. It's just it's just really strange. Interesting times. Right, we're going to talk about normal times. We're going to get Darius Barnes on the phone, talk about his football career uh, at Southern Miss back in the days when we were actually playing sports. So we'll look forward to that. Darius Barnes next on the Eagle Hour. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Glad you're with us on a Monday afternoon, wherever you're listening. Remember, you can, uh, of course, listen online at supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com. 
all sorts of platforms that uh, you can hear the show on uh, outside of the radio broadcast. I'll let Luke explain those. I, I can't really keep up with them, but there are quite a number. Am I right, Luke? Yeah, um, you can go to the iTunes store, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and I think we've got a new one called Getty Town, so um, we want to create that in honor of you, Bob. But, yeah, you can listen to the Eagle Hour anywhere you want to, anytime you want to. There you go. Second segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. You'll find the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, right across from the Southern Miss campus. If you prefer to shop online, and a lot of people are doing that these days, I know my wife is. Uh, you can go to uh, campusbookmart.net. Darius Barnes was a lineman for the Golden Eagles from 2008 to 2012. He experienced it all. He experienced playing on a top 25 uh, conference championship team, and then we won't even talk about 2012. But Darius Barnes joins us now, I think, from Memphis, Tennessee. Darius, is that where you're calling from today? Uh no, I actually I actually live in uh Sioux City, Iowa now, man. Oh. I'm out here stuck in the Midwest, so Oh, I got you. Well you are a long way from home. All right. Well Darius, we're glad to have you on the show. Uh D lineman uh, converted to O line, uh, played here from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. We were kinda of picking at you before we went on the air, but uh you experienced the mountaintop and, and the deep, deep valley in the in the same college football career, Darius. I know, I know. It, it went from it went from sweet to sour pretty fast, you know. <laughs> from finishing finishing twenty first to finishing nineteen to not winning the game, it's it's hard. But you know, I was able to pull one one good memory out of two thousand twelve, and that's the one that I keep with me forever. And that was playing at home, right in Memphis, in front of your family and all your friends. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anybody can ask for a better a better end of their career than that. I got a chance to play in my last. I mean, if we'd won, it probably would have been better. But mm-hmm. my last my last college football game, my last game as a Southern Miss Golden Eagle was playing in my hometown against the team I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Right, in front of all my family and friends. So right. Well, now, Darius, I'm going to ask you this question. I've asked other players that have been in that transition period of 11 to 12. You guys were tremendous in 2011, uh, finished in the top 25, had that big, big conference championship win over Houston. Darius, were there a lot of different players on the team in 2012? And, and what do you what do you attribute to that? I don't know how to describe it, but that, but that let's just say turnaround from being a top 25 team to struggling the way the 12 team did. What, what do you, in a nutshell, what happened, Darius? Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I just think a lot of players, uh, it was hard for a lot of players getting over the fact with, uh, Coach Fedora leaving, mm-hmm. you know, because for the most part, the offense is pretty the same. I mean, we lost Austin Davis, we lost Austin Davis, Lamar Holmes, uh, Kelvin Bolden, uh, Ryan Ballantyne, uh, just, you know, a few of the playmakers on offense, but for the most part, we still had the bulk of the offense coming back. Mm-hmm. I know the defense had a had a big turnaround, but right. primarily the offense was really pretty much still intact. So it speaks hugely to the importance of coaching and motivation, and 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 having players believe in you as a coach. Am I right about that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, uh, Coach Fedora, Coach Fedora had us about ready to run through a wall by the time we stepped on the field, and and it was amazing playing for them. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was. It was awesome. I mean, 
Coach Rudolph could motivate a could motivate a rat to chase a cat, you know? <laughs> it's all that Red Bull, Darius. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. He was fired up from yeah. the moment from the, the from breakfast until a post game speech. <laughs> Luke, get in here. Darius, thanks for being on today. I want to take you back to your prep uh, days at Westwood High School. Coming out of Memphis, Memphis, obviously a football recruiting hotbed. Southern Miss, uh, it's it's tough to go into Memphis and get a recruit just because Ole Miss is down the road. Your dad played at Arkansas State. Memphis has been a perennial rival um, for Southern Miss. But uh, you were a part of Coach Fedora's first recruiting class. What convinced you to come to Southern Miss? Uh, you know, it was uh, Southern Miss kind of came on real late. Came on, they kind of came out of nowhere because, um, like you said, my dad played at Arkansas State, so I was originally committed to go to Arkansas State. You know, and uh, Ole Miss was Ole Miss was recruiting. I mean, uh, pretty heavily, but then uh, Coach Ogeron and his staff was uh, let go at Ole Miss, and um, Coach Freeze, who was also you know was uh, coached in Memphis. Who was coaching me? Who was recruiting me from Ole Miss? Uh, him, he ended up going to Lambeth. Well, you know, I think Coach Freeze kind of knew that I wouldn't go there. But uh, Frank Wilson, Frank Wilson was on the Ole Miss staff. That he ended up going to uh, Southern Miss, and he's he's kind of the reason that I ended up going to Southern Miss. He's the one that brought my name up down at Southern Miss. And like I said, I was originally committed to Arkansas State. But after playing uh, middle school and high school football in, in my dad's shadow, you know, everybody wanted to call me Fred Barnes. Uh, uh, taking a leap to Southern Miss was me trying to step out and, and create my own legacy and trying to step out of the shadow of my dad. Makes sense. <laughs> what, uh, what position did your dad play at Arkansas State? Uh, my dad was a, he was a defensive tackle at Arkansas State. Okay, so it's in the it, there's some genes there because you know when you pull up your old uh, Southern Miss page, bro, six four three fifty two. You big man, and you yeah. you came out of high school playing uh, D tackle or D line like your father, but after uh, your second year at Southern Miss, you were converted to an offensive lineman. Was that difficult for you? No, no, it wasn't because I, I played both ways in high school and uh, during my during my recruiting trip. Uh, it was kind of a battle of which side of the ball I would play when I got to Southern Miss, but uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to play defense. That was kind of my thing. I wanted to play defense when we, uh, when I came out of high school, and I ended up, I was, I was going upstairs to actually speak to one of the coaches about something when I got approached by uh, uh, Coach Cap, the offensive coordinator, and Coach Bradford, the defensive coordinator at the time, about switching sides. You know, uh, we were pretty stacked on the defensive line. We had a lot of young guys that were still there that were coming back. And they both approached me about, you know, since I played both ways in high school, about switching to offense. It gave me a year to learn the system, and I said I'd be a, I could be a three-year starter if I worked hard enough. <laughs> and that's how it turned out. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you this wow. question, Darius. You were uh, – how big were you in your senior year in high school? Senior year in high school, I was about six five, uh, two sixty, two sixty five. Oh, so you put on you put on a lot of bulk, a lot of muscle and weight when you got to college. I did, I did. Right. I I, I stayed I stayed about I was about two eighty when I switched to offense. 
Right. I put on put on a few pounds and a, and a lot of muscle. Right. And I kind of I kind of let myself go and I had to reel it back in because I was like, oh, I'm off of the line. These guys eat all the time. I, I can eat now and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> now the reason I brought life. that question up is because you played you played basketball and track in high school. You had to be a big basketball player. You were you had to be the center. Am I correct about that? Yes, I was. I was. Okay. Um, and in track, you did what? There is track. Track, I did. I was. Uh, I threw shot putting discus in track. Okay. So. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. You enjoyed the game of basketball, then I guess. Yes, I did. I did. I brought a. I brought a uh, certain physicality to the game of basketball that a lot of those guys weren't used to. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing you did, Darius. <laughs> How about you, Luke? <laughs> well, you know, thanks for clarifi- clarifying the shot put disc, because Bob thought you were the anchor for the four by uh, four hundred. Right, so right. I just wanted to make that make that clear. All right, take us back because you you got to uh, you got to protect a, uh, a future NFL player. Austin's now coaching uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. What was his mojo late in the game? We got to have a drive. We got to have a score. Would he say anything to y'all when you got into the huddle? Ad Ad always had a very very calm 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 demeanor. He was a very calm presence. He wasn't. He, he didn't get overhyped. He wasn't under. He was kind of was kind of even care most of the time, and you know. And the offensive line, we pretty much had the same kind of. We kind of had the same uh, personality as AD. So he he'd come in. He we get in the huddle if we had a huddle. We very rarely had one at that time. Right. And he'd be like, "All right, let's go, guys. Let's go get this one. We need a win." And uh, our offensive line, especially in 2011, we were uh, we were pretty vicious and nasty, and we took pride in it. Yeah. We we took very pride in the way when we played and how fast we could play and and how physical we were up front. And so when we needed something, we we go out and we get it. There you go. All right. <clears throat> Unfortunately, out of time, Darius. But real quickly, where are you now and what are you doing? Uh, now, now I live in uh, Sioux City, Iowa. I work for uh, a small town sheriff department out here. I got you. Okay. Uh, as a hobby now, I, I play uh, arena football. I'm thinking that might be I might be walking into my last season here next year. I got a chance. We didn't have one this year because of the whole COVID, but right. I turned 30 in about three weeks. I think it's about time to uh, <laughs> walk away from. I got you. Walk away from the walk away from the football. I'm going to give it one last two ride days of 30, and then I'm going to walk away from it. All right, great conversation, Darius. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Good luck to you. All right, man. You too. Appreciate it. Darius Barnes, everybody. Football player and a big one for the Golden Eagles. We'll be back. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a cloudy Monday. Thank you for joining us on the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Kelly John Center joins us on the phone right now. Kelly, we were talking a little earlier uh, about uh, the ACC's potential schedule change. Looks like the ACC may do a 
10-game schedule that would happen uh, beginning September 19th or a nine-game schedule uh, beginning September 26th. How that affects Southern Miss, six Conference USA teams, uh, two in uh, the September 5th date, one in the September 12th date, and three September 19th games against ACC opponents. So Conference USA would now be affected uh, by the ACC in the same way the MAC was affected by the Big Ten. And that will, whatever the ACC uh, decides, it's even though Southern Miss isn't playing an ACC opponent this year, it's guaranteed to affect Conference USA and naturally affect Southern Miss. What could happen through all of this, honestly, is a bunch of conferences theoretically going bankrupt. You know, or, or, because, you know, you're looking at all, when you talk about those six games in that, in that illustration, like how much, you know, crunch the numbers and see how much money that means. You know, you, you're talking millions. You know, if you add up those, you know, if the, if the payout is a million and a half, there's six games. I mean, you're, you're you know, close to $10 million that that's not going to be coming into the school's of of Conference USA when those are schools that don't have huge budgets anyway. I mean, two of the three smallest budgets in Division One are in Conference USA, Southern Miss and La Tech. So everything is about money, and if those games go by the wayside, I just I just don't know how schools in Conference USA are going to financially be able to to function, you know, down the road without, of course, you know, dropping sports. Um, and, and some other, you know, extensive measures, but that's, that's bad news. Now, meanwhile, Louisiana Tech, who had now an open date that it did not anticipate having, and when the SWAC said that it was uh, not going to play football this fall, that did leave a hole in Louisiana Tech's roster. The Bulldogs have booked Houston Baptist out of the Southland uh, to take that spot. Now, so that, that hole is now plugged. Meanwhile, Louisiana Tech, sources are telling me that Louisiana Tech had a clause in its contract with Prairie View A&M that if for some reason Prairie View canceled the game, that Prairie View would owe Louisiana Tech a said amount of money. So Louisiana Tech apparently is going to go after uh, Prairie View A&M for that money, uh, even though it wasn't necessarily Prairie View's sole decision. It was uh, the SWAC's decision to cancel football but i bring up that point because we mentioned it last week that there's going to be a lot of a lot of um legal maneuverings in what schools owe other schools who were hosting games and then are not hosting games and you know and, and that could, could come into effect of southern miss for example if the sec decided just to play an sec schedule well there's an auburn payout that southern miss would would miss out on so now we've got a whole a, a whole other can of worms now, the, the legal aspects to all these cancellations. At, at what point do these conferences have to uh, fish or cut bait, Kelly? I mean, we're coming up now on the end of July, and uh, we're, we're looking at football conceivably a month from now and still no word from the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC. At what point do they have to make a decision? That's a $64,000 question because when you look at the country, Bob, of course, of course the – the problem with all this is COVID nineteen, and when you look at the sun, you know the the, south, the southern states have a higher incidence of infection than some of the northern states. Right. So you know, so the northern states are going well. Should we cancel the whole football season just because the South is struggling? 
you know, it's, man, it's, it's tough. I don't envy any, any of the folks that have to make a decision, but you would think from a logistics standpoint, you know, the, a lot of the states have told their school systems, look, you, you've got until July 31st to, in your, in your term, fish or cut bait. That, that would seem to me to be a reasonable time for these football conferences as well. But you can have the best intentions going forward, like Major League Baseball did. Okay, they thought they were doing everything right, uh, you know, in the bubble and testing and all the. Well, they've played two games and already now 14 Miami Marlins right. players and coaches have tested positive. Right. That shows you how, how, how this thing is so infectious and can spread so easily. And I don't, I don't think now you're, you're talking, there were two games canceled on today's schedule. Well, you know, whoever's playing the Marlins, they're not going to, even with, even with those, uh, extra rostered players, you know, that were, that are on the roster because of things like this. But do you, do you risk infecting more players? No. And Kelly, just this morning, I, I was talking to someone who coaches a little league travel team. Mm-hmm. They had to end their season because one of their kids tested positive for COVID-19. So, I mean, it's from little league to major league baseball right now that uh, sports being affected by this. And, and of course the big, the big thing that people are waiting for here in South Mississippi and uh, Hattiesburg more precisely at USM to be exact is what does the SEC do? Because if guys, if they cut out their non-conference games and, and that knocks out the Auburn Southern Miss game, Southern Miss has suddenly taken the big financial blow that last month would have just seemed impossible for them to take, losing Jackson State and Auburn. And I think, Luke, wasn't that payout $1.85? $1.85 million, yes. Yeah. But that buys a lot of sneakers, guys, and uh, you got to have that money to survive, right, Kelly? It always comes down to money, Bob. You know, and, and I just I, – I'm just – I hesitate to use the word appalled, but but when you try, you know, the conference. I mean, you log on to the Conference USA website, and and it's great if you want to get the scores from March first. <laughs> just and, and, I mean, we're just laughing, in case that's, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> exactly, and I mean, we're laughing about it, and and I get that, but there there's just nothing coming out of the conference. Right. You're right about that. The scores are actually up from from March the first. Actually the score the score the the most recent game is March the eighteenth. Marist, wherever that is, was playing Florida Atlantic in baseball at five thirty, and we still don't have a score from that one. Uh, no score from the uh, UTSA Charlotte game on uh, March fourteenth, and I guess those never got played, so uh, there there is a little excuse there for them. But yeah. Good old Conference USA. You'd think Judy would run a tighter ship up there than what she does. Hard to believe. But, you know, and going, going back to the, to, the, to the baseball thing, now now hockey, the National Hockey League, and I know chuckle, chuckle, laugh, laugh, but they, they, they've had over 4,000 tests, not one negative. Uh, the NBA looks to be in really good shape at this point. But, again, what's going to happen when they start playing, when they get on the court against you know, other teams who have also you know, been quarantined? But so were the Marlins, you know, and in wow. just in just a two day stretch, fourteen people have been infected. So and and because the Marlins played um, the Phillies this past weekend, so now the Phillies have all been exposed. So they're not going to be able to play the Yankees tonight. Uh, but will they be able to play you know tomorrow? So it's this mushroom right. effect that um, I, I think about the only sports realistically that are going to be able to pull it off 
are the you know the individual sports you know racing golf right. bowling uh, fishing now, and soccer has done a pretty good job uh, as well uh, in in the way that they've handled it but it's all it's all whimsical you know right. you just you don't know where this virus is going to hit and how many it's going to take down so kelly i asked luke earlier if he had watched any major league baseball i confess i did not uh did you by any chance well i watched the detroit tigers does that count yeah sort of uh, well here's my question though luke was talking about how there was no atmosphere how weird it was how they're piping noise in it's not matching the play i guess my point is after watching it with no fans is it worth the effort to play the games? Yes. Well, I have to say, uh, it, it was it was it was kind of weird at first when you when you hear the and it's not it's not overwhelming fan noise. It's just kind of an, an under undercurrent, right. you know. Um, and I, I got used to it after an, after an inning or two. Um, okay. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, but would I enjoy it more with fans? Of course. Right. Of right. course. But I just I just want. Something to watch. Did the Tigers win, Kelly? They have won two out of three, Bob. Can you believe that? Man, man. so two. The, the crowd impacts the not impacting the uh, the Detroit at all. It's the other team that's having to get little shock waves because right. so many people usually go to a Tigers game anyway. Well, right. we've already won two more than I thought we'd win. So. Right, right. New people. Hey, just go so to you know, game? just so you guys, just so you guys can sleep well tonight. The last recorded score. On the Conference USA website, just so I let you know, Marshall defeated our favorite UTEP minor team in basketball, eighty-six to seventy-eight on March mm. the eleventh. Kelly and I well were just, done, Conference USA. Kelly and I were just talking about that game over the weekend, weren't we, Kelly? Isn't that amazing? Now that the score has been posted, yeah, but but they did they do have the latest on the Lindbergh kidnapping. So <laughs> still no word on the baby. Okay, <laughs> no, no word on the too soon. Uh, <laughs> And of course, eighty percent of our audience is going. What are they talking about? Well, uh, correct. Yeah. All, I, all, I, had to, I had to look it up. Yeah. So there are four confused people out there, Kelly. Eighty percent of our audience. That's that's a terrible thing for you to do. That today. is eighty percent. Yeah, right. that is right. We'll have more from Kelly Sandernet. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi and online toyotahattiesburg.com. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss, uh, White House style this weekend, not in Washington, but up in New Jersey. Brett Favre playing golf with President Trump. Uh, the president's Twitter feed uh, pictured a uh, had a picture of uh, the commander in chief and uh, the flamethrower number four himself, Favre complimenting or uh, President Trump complimenting Favre on how far he can hit. A golf ball, pretty cool. Southern Miss uh, playing golf with uh, President Trump, guys. Good for Brett Favre. That's what I would say, Kelly Sander. Good for him. And if the mob doesn't like it, take a hike. 
And I'll tell you something. What, mar- what, what just I continue to marvel about Brett is that, you know, he's not getting any younger. Duh. But, I mean, he's probably, he's probably in as good a physical shape today as he ever was. Right. It, and, it, and it's amazing because the older we get, obviously, the more your body doesn't want to stay in shape. Right. You know, but he's really dedicated. I mean, on the bicycle and, and uh, you go out to eat with him and he'll, he'll get the, you know, all the, the fruit and the vegetables that you've never heard of. and Sort of like you, it, right, Kelly? I mean, he's kind of emulating you in a, in a degree. Well, like I said, we're both bodybuilders. Right, um, right. You've built a body. It's taken a long time. Different approaches. Uh, what was that, Luke? What do you say? Brett did turn fifty last year. Turns uh, fifty-one on on October the tenth. He and President Trump sharing around at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. So uh, pretty cool for Brett to play him. All right, um, I identified with a Major League Baseball player this weekend, Shohei Otani, who was kind of like the Babe Ruth over in Japan. A uh, young guy can pitch, uh, fastball can reach uh, multiple or triple digits, uh, also can hit monster home runs, uh, batted pretty good last year before he got hurt. He's a two-way player for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Um over the weekend, though, his his uh, pitching debut, he came back, lasted less than an inning, uh, threw 30 pitches, 15 balls, didn't record an out, and left, uh, gave up three hits and walked three people. Has an infinite ERA. And uh, not, a, not a good way for Shohei Otani to, to start out. But I was thinking about my illustrious career at West Jones High School. There was a reason why I was primarily a catcher. I got one opportunity to pitch in a varsity game. At Harrison Central, we were losing nine to nothing in the sixth inning, so they just threw me out there. I walked four people in a row. They ten run us, and I left my high school career with an infinite ERA. So me and Shohei Otani have something in common. Oh, this illustrious I, I Monday, guessed, I, I would have guessed Luke because I didn't know that you that you were a baseball player as well. I would have guessed you were a catcher. Actually, you're, you're built like a catcher. You know. You, Strong from the waist down, especially you know, big strong legs, and you got got to have those gams if you're going to be a catcher. But you know, you were talking about the, we were talking about the Tigers earlier, and um, Jacoby Jones, the center fielder for Detroit, is a is a Mississippi boy out of Richton High School, was a terrific high school player, and then went on to play at uh, LSU. And yesterday, the starting pitcher for Detroit was Spencer Turnbull, who was out of Madison Central High School. Now he went on to play college ball at the A Word. Hmm. Um, but but both of them played well yesterday, and, and Jacoby Jones had a home run saving catch in center field that helped uh, help the Tigers win. So anytime our Mississippi guys can, did he play at Pearl River, Kelly? Who's or that? was from or was from that area? The Jones kid, uh, Jacoby Jones. No, he went from uh, he went from Richmond, I think, right to LSU. Oh, okay, my bad. Yep. Now, Kelly, I got to ask you a question. Did you just refer to Luke's legs as gams? G A M S. Can you elaborate on that a bit, please? Well, that's that's just slang for legs. Oh, okay. Gams. Yeah, right. never heard that before. No, ever no. in my life. Okay. Well, that, that goes back what to maybe the forties, fifties, Kelly? Back in yeah, back, back in zoot, Iowa. Yeah, back with the zoot suits and the twenty-three skidoo and all that stuff that you guys, you know. So you that know, that's what you used to say about the girls at high school. Look at those gams. That's right. That's that's right. Back in the day. Back in the day. Is that that's not that's not like yams that you eat, right? I mean, it's no, no reference there. No, no content. No, just, no. just gams. Is that insulting in any way to you, Luke, to have your legs referred to as gams? 
Can't be insulted because never heard of it before, so I have zero reference point of where it comes from. Yeah. I would say, I would think that it was like, a, you know, people that are shaped like me now, rather than having abs, you just say you have an ab. So, yeah, I, I could, I kind of took that as a compliment. Yeah, but you know, Luke, you were, you were a punter in, in, in college, but if you've seen some of these guys in the NFL, the punters in the NFL, some of these guys are huge. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're big yoked. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Big dudes, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I guess that's all part of their protocol too. But right. uh, man, I just I just hope things. Have we had a report today on the states, the number of cases today? Uh, no, I, I did not see it actually before I came in. I was actually we tried I was actually to, doing uh, some work. We tried to simmer down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure it's not good. Uh, it, it certainly doesn't seem to be. But but you're better, right, Sander? You're, you're improving every day. Strength. I'm still you know working on my strength, but you know getting getting my walking in and. And, and things like that. So, uh, by they the grace of God. Build up those gams. Yeah. Work on them gams, yeah. Kelly. Uh, you got it. 80, 85% it. better. Is that fair to say? Back to yeah, normal? Say. Just, just get my strength back. And, of course, this thing, you just you never know what might be around the corner. So, every right. single day, I have to kind of watch that. There you go. Well, work those gams, Santa, and uh, we'll look forward <laughs> to talking to you tomorrow. Until then. Hey. Everyone. Wait, 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 maybe maybe we get some scores for March 20th. Yeah, uh, work on that, Luke. See if you can get us an update for the third week of don't March. Don't think story. it's going to happen, guys. Just <laughs> don't think. Judy's on top of it, though. Rest assured. Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.